Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This is the John Fugelsang Podcast. This is Sirius XM Progress. Hello to all the daywalkers listening on the Sirius XM app and on demand and on the John Fugelsang Podcast. Hello to our evil army of the night. We'd love to hear from all of you. You can always send emails to our Facebook page or my website, or you can call us. Even if you're a daytime listener. You can always stay up and just t- take a break for five minutes from House of the Dragon. I'll tell you what, next time you're watching House of the Dragon and, and it, it's nighttime and we're on the air and, and it's so dark, you can't actually make out what's going on in the nighttime scene you're watching. Just say, hey, I, I could also just call Progress and, and yell about OPEC and Herschel Walker. The option's always there. And we have two of our favorite guests tonight, the great Bob Seska. Journalist extraordinaire, and of course, the comedy daddy, Keith Price, will be joining us in hour number three, taking your calls uh, all night long. We have a lot of ground to cover today. Get some announcements out of the way. Thea Harper is back with us. Uh, the goddess is here. Chris Hauselt is running this thing from the South Carolina Bureau. This weekend, you can come to Hopewell, New Jersey, and see our good friend, Leanne Lord, the beautiful and funny and brilliant comic, uh, and me together at the Hopewell Theater in Hopewell, New Jersey. It's a gorgeous space. We did a big show there just before the pandemic hit. We're so excited to be coming back. It's just me and Leanne. She's brilliant, and I'm there to, you know, balance out her goodness. Uh, So come on down there. Then uh, I'm going to be part of the off-Broadway run of Laughing Liberally, which will be running for the next month here in New York City to try to, uh, you know, uh, get the people out there who care about political comedy at a time when democracy itself is teetering on a very discernible brink. A lot of great comics are doing this show. It's uh, called Indictment Incitement. You can go and get tickets to that at indictmentexcitement.com if you can remember to say those words in that order. I'm going to be at the, uh, where am I playing? I'm playing at the Belly Room at the uh, at the Comedy Store in L.A. on Monday, October 17th. That's right after this show. I'll be going on stage there. So come see that. And of course, the big sexy liberal comedy tour with Stephanie Miller. This one's called the Save Democracy Tour. Our uh, last show of the midterm season will be at the Saban Theater in Beverly Hills on Saturday, the 22nd of October. You can get tickets at sexyliberal.com. And the best part about that show, we have some great guests coming. Rob Reiner's going to be on stage with Stephanie and Hal and me. Adam Schiff, some other surprises I can't say yet. And if you can't make it out to L.A., you can see the entire show streaming uh, through a pay-per-view, which will be really fun. So go to sexyliberal.com and come be a part of the drunken reverie before the midterms. <sighs> If we can even get that far. 866-997-4748. Let's get to it, shall we? Let's do a show. And the title of tonight's show is How to Blame Joe Biden Tomorrow for What OPEC Plus Does Today. Now, listen, I'm not here to defend OPEC or OPEC Plus. In fact, I wish I never got that app. 
It's not even that many good shows. But today, you may have heard, they moved to slash oil production by 2 million barrels a day. They just handed the Biden administration the worst headache they could have handed them with only a few weeks before the midterms. Now, now think about if you're this White House. This White House spent months highlighting a continuous fall in gasoline prices since we hit five bucks a gallon last June. I mean, it was looking really good. People are still paying more than they were a couple years ago, but everyone notices that the prices are going down. Oil prices were down 40 bucks a barrel in just the past few months. But, 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 just to be safe, Joe Biden flew over and held his nose and broke bread with Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, the murderer uh, of uh, American journalist Jamal Khashoggi, uh, after calling him a pariah. The left let him have it over this, too, by the way. Liberals were so mad at Biden. How could you compromise your values? You know this guy's a murderer. Trump covered for this guy, and you're going to go grovel after calling him a pariah, blah, blah, blah. But the kingdom is getting closer and closer to Putin. At the time, I said I'm not crazy about it either, but I appreciate why Biden's doing it. He's doing it for the American people. And yet, it's been getting scarier, right? We've seen these refineries in California shutting down. One in Ohio exploded. Hurricane Ian has probably damaged supply a bit in the southeast. And now, today, OPEC and its affiliated countries, by that we mean Vladimir Putin, have said they're going to cut overall oil production by 2 million barrels a day starting next month. If you didn't see this headline today, I'm sorry about that, um, because this is news that's going to affect you. The OPEC Plus Coalition has said the cut will take effect in November. This will be the first time the group has cut oil production targets since the beginning of the pandemic when Donald Trump begged them to. Does it feel like it's a rebuke to Joe Biden that's going to push up gas prices around the world? It should. Gas prices are going to go up because OPEC, which includes very, very wealthy family-owned corporations with a flag like Saudi Arabia, has deliberately cut oil production. So prices will go up during the American election season. That's it. And the Republican Party, which has no solutions to this, is going to be blaming Joe Biden because they know their voting base that watches Fox or Newsmax is not hearing any of this information. Do you remember back in the day in April of 2020, two and a half years ago this very week, Donald Trump tweeted that he had spoken with the Saudis about reducing oil production before he got banned off of Twitter? Well, they did. And in the world of supply and demand, that meant there was less oil being produced, which meant they could jack up the prices, which is why, obviously, the high gas prices we've been dealing with, you, you blame them on the pandemic, but you blame them on Trump before you blame it on Joe Biden. Doesn't matter. This is the best present the Republican Party could have had. Gas prices are going to go up. They're not going to have any way of offering any solutions to bring them down because they don't care. They only want power. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken reacted to the news OPEC and Russia are cutting oil production. What we've been clear about is the need for energy supply to, to meet demand. That's what we've been working on across the board. And we've done our part. Um, United States oil production is up by more than 500,000 barrels a day. As you know, uh, we have tapped into the strategic petroleum reserve as well to make sure that uh, energy is on the market and also as a way to, uh, to stabilize prices. Indeed, energy prices have come down as a result of the efforts uh, that we've made. Um, and when it comes to OPEC, we've made clear uh, our, uh, our views to, uh, to OPEC members. 
we have a multiplicity of interests with regard to Saudi Arabia, uh, and I think the President laid those out uh, during his trip, uh, and they include everything from regional relationships, including improving relations uh, between Arab countries and, uh, and Israel, uh, Yemen, where we're working very closely with Saudi Arabia uh, to try to continue uh, the, uh, the truce, uh, and uh, a number of other issues, and those were all uh, reflected uh, in, the, in the visit. But we are working every single day to uh, make sure, to the best of our ability, that, again, energy supply from wherever is actually meeting demand in order to ensure that energy is on the market and that prices uh, are, uh, are kept low. Wow. Anthony Blinken got so upset he almost tore the tassels off his loafers. I mean, I guess he's our chief diplomat. You want someone calm and measured who's going to speak like that and keep the drama low. I, I appreciate it because I don't think I could have talked for 60 seconds about this and not use the phrase rat bastards mm, four times, maybe. Bernie Sanders tweeted, OPEC's decision to cut back on production is a blatant attempt to increase gas prices at the pump. That cannot stand. We must end OPEC's illegal price-fixing cartel, eliminate military assistance to Saudi Arabia, and move aggressively to renewable energy. Of course, we must. And of course, we won't. Now, a lot of analysts are skeptical that OPEC is going to be able to cut the production like this. You know, I mean, quite a few countries in the group were failing to hit their production targets already. But even a loss of a million barrels a day will cause gas prices to go up by at least 30 cents a gallon. That means OPEC's production cuts they announced today, it's going to pretty much offset any price drops that we would have seen once the supply kinks got straightened out. And this is going to cause the country to become more apeshit in the weeks leading up to this psychotic, tense, toxic midterm election where gas prices are the one of the number one topics we're fighting over. This is not what Democrats want to see going into the middle of October. Next to war, nothing has as much impact on voting as gas prices. People who don't drive care about gas prices, and it's going to hurt. And it's going to hurt poor people and working people the most. And those are the people the Republicans have nothing to offer. And those are the people they need to make angry and pull over to their side. So David Rothkopf, our good friend, said, I was one of the folks who thought the president's trip to Saudi went pretty well. Today's OPEC decision says I was wrong. The Saudis have sent a clear message that they just don't care about relations with Biden. Good luck with that. I mean, any reduction in oil output, it's, it's going to not just increase prices. It's going to make Russia more powerful. If the G7 countries follow through on their promise to keep on putting a cap on what they'll pay for Russian oil and supporting Ukraine, this could work really well for Russia and the Saudis. Khalid al-Jabri, who's a Saudi dissident, he said this unprecedented cut is nothing short of a naked assault on democracy and election interference to harm Biden and the Democrats. Senator Chris Murphy said, I think it's time for a wholesale reevaluation of the U.S. alliance with Saudi Arabia. Really? Senator Murphy, some of us were saying this after 9-11. In the White House, Karine Jean-Pierre made the point of using OPEC's move to tie them closer to Moscow. She said it's clear that OPEC Plus is aligning with Russia with today's announcement. And that's what's really scary. Could this be part of Putin's endgame to crush the Ukrainian people? Ro Khanna said Biden should call the king himself. I like this. Congressman Connor from California said, Biden should say you have five days to reverse your decision. If not, I'm going to work with Congress to pass a ban on supplying air parts to your air force. We will not be bullied by a third rate power that is committing human rights atrocities. 
When's O'Connor going to run for president, please? So again, this is going to be more headache for poor Joe Biden because now he's got the big oil companies that hate him. And now, of course, the big oil countries. I mean, these are the people who have the power to solve his biggest problem, the prices at the pump. And Joe Biden, to his credit, has done something a lot of presidents don't do, blaming oil and gas companies for oil and gas companies jacking up prices. Because that's all it's been. Last week at FEMA, we played the speech where he said, do not use this storm as an excuse to raise gas prices or gouge the American public. Republicans are thrilled. They have their talking points ready to go. They're going to blame Joe Biden. Oh, he canceled Keystone XL and he left the country at the mercy of OPEC. Never mind that we have thousands, thousands of, of active drilling that's not even happening, that's been approved. And our oil production is pretty much where it was when the pandemic happened. I mean, Keystone, remember all the lies we had to deal with with Keystone Pipeline from these people? You know, your uncle racist and your aunt dead inside, you know, they'll say, oh, the gas prices are high because Joe Biden did the Keystone Pipeline and that would have bought us cheaper gas. No, no, you fool. A Canadian company owns Keystone XL. It had only 1,000 temporary jobs. Only 50 permanent jobs would be lost. And it was not ever designed to bring clean oil anywhere in America. It's just, but see, here's the thing. Like when we explain how Donald Trump actually cut the production two years ago, which caused the gas prices to go up. I have his tweet right here. April 4, 2020, just spoke to my friend, MBS. Then he puts in parentheses, Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia, who spoke with President Putin of Russia. And I expect and hope that they will be cutting back approximately 10 million barrels and maybe substantially more, which, if it happens, will be great for the oil and gas industry. And Donald Trump didn't lie. It was great for the oil and gas industry. It was price gouging. And they blamed Joe Biden for it. But again, we try to explain how, how Keystone XL didn't make you gas prices go. We try to explain how Donald Trump got them to cut production. We try to explain in a month that these gas prices are high because of what OPEC Plus did back in the elections are coming. And you guys know it's a lot harder to decode a lie than to spread a lie. Human pustule Sean Spicer earlier today, he was tweeting, OPEC cutting back on oil. Can't blame that on Putin. Dude, literally, Russia is part of OPEC. This is literally his group's decision. Yes, you can blame that on Putin. You sad quizzling. Democrats are saying, you know what? You want to keep oil costs low? We need more renewables. And I agree. But that's a long-term solution. And it's not going to help gas prices now and it's not going to help Democrats in the election. We, we have to keep explaining all over and over that oil prices are based on global demand. There's no easy domestic fixes here in the U.S. The Republicans, when Bush was president, said presidents don't control it. But, but look, it's a price fixing scheme. It's greed. That's what inflation is. It's all corporate greed. Now, what can Joe Biden do? Well, how about a nuclear deal with Iran? Well, think about that. What if we sat down with the Ayatollahs and said, hey, let's do a deal where you guys don't develop nuclear weapons and we will lower sanctions. Wouldn't that be fantastic? It would bring more than a million barrels of oil a day onto the international markets if we did that. Of course, the problem is we already did that. And then Donald Trump killed it. And no country on earth will make any kind of deal with America because they know the next guy will just kill the deal. Venezuela? Wall Street Journal was talking that Biden's thinking about cutting back on the sanctions on the Maduro regime. So Chevron can do what they do down there. That could work. But then he'd be saving capitalism and they'd call him a communist. Look, the fact is what OPEC did today, 
is going to make your gas prices go up and it's going to really help Vladimir Putin's war effort. And they chose to do it. They didn't have to do it. Okay. And again, they haven't actually done it yet. They're vowing to do it. This could all be a negotiating tactic, right? OPEC is maybe trying to get something from us in return for not doing this to Biden. I mean, Prince Ben Salman's already gotten away with murder. Maybe he wants more. But you're putting this cut of 2 million barrels a day a month before the U.S. midterms. How is that not foreign election interference? I mean, can we blame it on the guys in OPEC who buy nuclear secrets from American trader presidents? Look, all you need to know is the gas prices are going up because rich oil countries like Saudi Arabia and Russia have to liberally cut production so they can raise prices a month before our election. And the Republican Party offers no solutions. The only bright side, the fact that the prices are up, it's proof that the oil companies and the Saudis, and the Republicans, and Trump are terrified of what a stronger Democratic Congress could do next year. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Bob Seska is one of the smartest players in the game, guys. You might have fallen in love with him for his columns in Salon or his incredible appearances on the Stephanie Miller Show. We are blessed to have him join us here um, at Progress After Dark every week. Mr. Seska has one of the smartest podcasts in the game that also has music trivia that puts me to shame. Bob Seska, <laughs> welcome back. Good to see you. <laughs> You're overstating that, John. I don't know anything about music. <laughs> I play a lot of indie bands on my show, and that's... Yeah. One of the best parts of my show. In fact, that's the thing I look forward to uh, second most during every show is playing those those bands. But also, you know, my first thing is I love my co-hosts. I love talking to them. So, but yes. the music tell somebody, is t- tell, tell the kids about your you know, co-hosts because you you have good people. Tell tell the folks about about your 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 posse. Well, my co-host on Tuesdays is uh, basically my mentor in radio, Buzz Burbank, who I was his intern when he was the uh, news anchor on the nationally syndicated Don and Mike show. I never knew that. In never Washington, knew that. D.C. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And he's just legendary. He's a legendary radio newsman. It's a pleasure to do a, a show with him every day. He does a great monologue at the top of the show. People call them dad jokes, but they're just they're always entertaining. And then uh, on Wednesdays, I just I bring in a guest, you know, just whoever I'm reading on Twitter or whoever's got a great book coming out, et cetera. Uh, sometimes some repeat guests and so on. That's a lot of fun. Like today, I had Cliff Schechter on the show. And then Thursday is our friend Jody Hamilton. 
yes. uh, from the Stephanie Miller Show. And then also David Ferguson, who went by the name T-Rex back uh, during That's Blogosphere right. 1.0. He used to blog over at Fire Dog Lake, and he is one of the funniest people I've ever ever met. So it's great. Yeah, it's a great combination. And Kimberly, my girlfriend's on uh, Friday, on the Friday She's great uh, too. after party show. Yeah, no, yeah. I love your show. I, 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 I do love it. And uh, you do oh, one nice. of the best talk shows on politics and also i just i discover so much terrific music uh that's yes. been made in the last 30 years uh from listening to your show oh yeah oh my god the greatest music you've never heard before yeah, yeah. so much unheard stuff happening in the indie scene right now it's really it's really great to experience it <laughs> well bob we have a quite a political landscape to to get to i began the show talking about opec and what this means for our gas prices and putin's imperialism but let's bring it closer to home because the gop now has a a brand new morality which is they they oppose abortion in all cases unless it's to save the political life of the father oh (laughs) herschel i thought of you right away what what are your thoughts of herschel walker who thinks that 10 year old girls who are rape victims and pregnant should be forced by the state to carry their rapist child, right? But not his girlfriends. What What are your thoughts? No, no. Well, uh, also, it's important to note that Herschel Walker believes in no exceptions. Uh, no, exceptions. no exception for rape. No ex- exception for incest. The usual three. No exception for a medical emergency of any sort. However, there, he does have one exception, John, and that is, oops, <laughs> that's his one exception. And uh, yeah, he finds himself in that situation where, oops, this woman I fucked is now pregnant. Oh, then it's okay. Then that's that's fine and dandy. So we've Mm -hmm. discovered yet another exception in, you know, the firmly held, closely held religious beliefs of the Republican Party and their standard bearers. And so that's the case with Herschel Walker. And um, we've also discovered today that uh, there is perhaps a second woman who is coming forward uh, to the Daily Beast. That's right. Who whose abortion was also paid for by Herschel Walker. And well, we're also discovering, too, that the woman, the first woman is, is actually the mother of one of his living children. That is the news that just came out tonight, uh, which yeah. to me that that, you know, this woman revealed that that Herschel Walker had her get an abortion and Walker said it's all a lie. The right wing, Bob, is all saying, oh, he's not allowed to evolve. He's not allowed to evolve over 13 years. You stinking liberals. Barack Obama was against gay marriage. No. <laughs> Herschel's not claiming he evolved. Herschel's saying it's all a lie and mm-hmm. that this woman's lying. And we just found out that the woman was already the mother of one of his children, which actually is a yeah. great statistic, because as I'm sure you know, enlightened male that you are, 60 percent <laughs> of the women who get abortions in America are mothers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And in this situation, uh, Herschel Walker was at least nice enough to get her a greeting card. I thought that was sweet of him to <laughs> I and wonder if it was one it. of those greeting cards that has the little window in it where you put the put the money in you know and Look, then there's a, man, a man would have taken her. a man would yeah. have taken her right a man would have been there by her side and taken her okay yeah but at least right. he paid for it he sent her he said how much do you need she said 700 bucks she rounded it up for expenses and he gave her a check for 700 bucks mm-hmm. uh which he doesn't do normally for strangers i mean it, it's not the fact that the republicans don't care about this Republican politicians care about nothing, Bob. They care about nothing mm-hmm. but power. I mean, I see these right, liberals right. saying, oh, the hypocrisy, oh, the hypocrisy. And I'm like, you're shocked by any of this? You're shocked <laughs> that this yeah. man calls women who get abortions baby murderers, but he paid to murder a baby 13 years ago and they don't care. 
They're not going to care. Well, there's nothing shocking about this. All it is is really illustrating things that we already knew about the Republican Party and this marriage between the Republicans and the evangelical far right and Mm -hmm. their mission to control women. This is all about controlling women. The entire abortion issue has nothing to do. And this is this whole story with Herschel Walker completely illustrates the fact that it has nothing to do with the fetus or the embryo or whatever, you know, stage of development that the abortion actually takes place in. It has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with, okay, let's control the women carrying these fetuses. And so that's the entire point. And and where the, the fetus thing breaks down is with, I, I, I'm sure you've seen Dana Lash's reaction to oh, all yes, of this I did. on her show yes. and then again on Twitter. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Dana's so, thrilled about it. That's um, right. So well, well let me let me push back on one thing, Bob, because sure. uh, normally I bow down to your brilliance, but I'm going to I'm going to disagree <laughs> with you on this one. Um, I don't think the Republican leadership, the people running for office care about controlling women. I think there are some right wing fundamentalist Christians who really like that idea. Um, yeah. But I think generally it's just about power. It's just about getting elected. And we live in a country where criminalizing abortion passes for Christianity Actual Jesus has nothing to do with criminalizing abortion, Mm -hmm. but that's how you get elected by promising to put women in prison because of something the Bible never actually forbids. I I, I think most of them don't care about controlling women. They only care about power. Like if they cared about abortion, Mr. Seska, they'd want to have comprehensive sex ed. They'd want to have easier access to birth control. They don't care. It gets them votes. Yeah, yeah. Well, to the extent that they actually care, that's obviously debatable. And you make a a lot of good points there. I think the fact, though, that it's part that it's a series of platform planks to control everyone who's not a white Christian straight man. Mm -hmm. And so everyone outside of that category is controllable. And that's the desperate need. That's That's the drive of the Republican Party to control those people and then to manipulate voters into going along with that strategy. And right. uh, they right. use religious re- religion as a prop in all of this. They use women as a prop. They're using trans people as a prop right now to scare up votes, as Barack Obama used to say, scaring up votes. And yeah. so this is the strategy that the Republicans use. And what they do believe in more than anything, as you said, is power. And to the extent that they're they have to win elections to achieve that power. It's all about winning. In fact, Dana Lash in her rant about Herschel Walker uh, said that winning is a virtue. And yeah. apparently the <laughs> winning supersedes her religious faith in so well, far as she yeah, is religious. That thousand year Reich's not going to happen on its own, Bob. Uh, <laughs> no. Well, here's the right. thing. This is the thing that I've been thinking about a lot, John, over the past few days when the story first came out is they obviously the, the anti-abortion crowd obviously has a line up to which uh, they will, you know, obviously adhere to their faith. But beyond a certain line, everything's negotiable. You know, their their religion is negotiable. What they believe as far as when life begins, that's negotiable. It's all negotiable if you need to get 51 seats in the United States Senate. That's all that matters. Yeah. And Lash said it outright. I mean, she said it very clearly. I don't care. I was going to said the words, I don't care. All I want to do is win the Senate. 
So yeah. let's say, for example, they believe that a fetus slash embryo slash zygote, whatever the stage of development might be, is a human being, is the equivalent of a birthed baby. So let's say, so Herschel Walker has murdered a baby. And they're like, well, I don't care. <laughs> we don't care if Herschel Walker murdered a baby and now maybe right. murdered or participated, aided and abetted the murdering of a baby. They don't you know, care. If Herschel, let's say, let's put it in, in more stark terms. If Herschel Walker put out a hit on an infant, paid someone to go into, uh, you, know, uh, you know, whatever, the neonatal unit at the hospital and to strangle a birthed baby, would they still say, yes, please vote for Herschel Walker because we right. need 51 votes in the Senate? I don't think so. So not only does this draw a line in terms of their religious faith and what's negotiable along those lines, but it also calls into question their attitude about and their ideas about when life begins, because totally. obviously there's a difference. There's absolutely they can't tell me for one second that if Herschel Walker paid to have an infant killed or a toddler or a five year old killed, that they would say, OK, yes, please still vote for, vote for Herschel Walker. Because we got to get Mitch McConnell back as the I Senate agree. majority leader. That's I agree. nonsense. I agree. It's a, it's the hypocrisy. It's not it's, it's not a question of oh Herschel's evolved. It's the rank hypocrisy. Herschel wants to put women in jail for abortions. He wants to the yeah. state to force rape victims to carry and bear their rapist children. And and let's just say it's his own family. It's the mother of another one of his babies who's coming out and telling the story. And his son told the truth about him. And now they're trying to say if he loses, they're going to blame it on the child because that's the kind of mediocre men we're dealing with here but um mm -hmm. here's my question bob who 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 was going to vote for herschel walker yesterday morning that's not going to vote for him now because he's a baby killer just like all the liberals i mean these people heard herschel walker lie about businesses they heard him lie about having been a cop uh they know that he held a loaded gun to his former wife's head mm -hmm. they know that he didn't raise his children um, they know all these horrible things and it hasn't been a deal breaker. So again, I don't see how this hurts Herschel Walker any more than grab him by the pussy hurt Donald Trump with the revoltingly fake Christian vote. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you, John. Uh, right now, I think Herschel Walker is about 46%. That's the Nate Silver average. It, it could end up, I mean, he could lose a percentage point or two here or there, but the lesson that we've learned over the last uh, seven years is that, for example, in 2016, when Donald Trump would say something horrifying, his poll numbers would actually go up. Yeah. Uh, Herschel Walker's fundraising went through the roof when that Daily Beast uh, piece came out. The first yeah. woman who came forward to say that uh, they loved you know, he paid for her abortion. And so, yeah, so Herschel Walker raked in a ton of cash by people who are okay with the fact that Herschel Walker paid to have a baby killed. So funny. I was That's, having a fight I with mean, Dana Lash about this I'm, last night. Yeah, I'm putting it in their terms. I don't I don't believe that. Uh, I don't believe that terminology, that nomenclature. But in conservative circles, in anti-abortion circles, Herschel Walker paid to kill a baby. Period. Yeah. <laughs> End of sentence. So and here's what Dana okay, says. Yeah, let's more. Let's write a check to this guy. Sure. Well, one believe, here's what Dana said. If true, Walker paid for one broad's abortion compared to Warnock, who wants your tax dollars to pay for every broad's abortion as birth control with no limitations. This isn't a difficult choice and conservatives shouldn't look to the left to validate their vote. Leave out the fact that this is a woman who took so much money from the NRA 
to make it easier for mentally ill criminals to get their hands on AR-15s <laughs> for years. Yep. Okay, like yep. made money after every single one of these mass shootings. But this is the playbook. We don't hold them accountable for their own words and deeds. That's what Democrats do. Democrats eject them. Republicans reelect them. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and Bob, I'd be most remiss if I didn't ask you about something very, very important. Um, you know, everyone should probably at some point in their lives go on Twitter or just on Google and, and search the phrase Trump child porn. Say it again. Oh, yeah. Trump and then child porn, because mm-hmm. um, you'll see a lot of very fine people. Only the best who he hires. Those names start popping up and the roster got a new member this week. Can you tell me anything about um, this one time Turning Point USA staffer and uh, Charlie Kirk bro? Yeah. Former Trump administration, Commerce Department official, Adam Hageman. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. Yes, sir. I think it's Adam Hageman. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. He has pled guilty to possessing child pornography in which he not only discussed on the discussion forum uh, things like, uh, you know, wanting to have sex with children, but also retaining videos of having of of children having sex as young as I I, want to say 14, somewhere in that range. I heard 15. Yeah. Yeah. He he indicated he wanted to have have, be with children between the ages of 12 and 16, indicated he wanted to. Again, he didn't actually close the deal with any children we know of. But they found dozens of child sexual abuse videos on his phone. Yep, yep, absolutely. And so this guy, as you were saying, is is uh, affiliated with Turning Point USA, which is Charlie Kirk's thing. There are pictures of him with Charlie Kirk, pictures of him oh, with so many. Sebastian Gorka. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. And so he has uh, pled guilty. He's going to get five years in prison and then five years of parole. He's going to be registered as a sex offender in perpetuity, I assume, But the broader point in all this, John, is this seems to happen every week. Another Republican, another person close to Trump, another state level Republican official uh, being uh, caught with child porn or committing sexual assault of some form or serial uh, sexual assault. I mean, this is happening all the time. I don't know why more Democrats aren't screaming about this, because I can tell you this. Republicans are frantically changing the subject over to. Something that doesn't even exist, which is sexual assault by trans people in bathrooms. Does yes, not exist. Doesn't exist. Has never, ever happened. More Republican senators have been arrested in public restrooms than trans women. And exactly. I'm, I'm glad you said that because this fella Hageman, he was actually part of an online group that would share images of children being sexually exploited. In case someone of you might be thinking, oh, what is it? Just some bro who likes, you know, teen porn? Like, no, no. Uh, the court documents show that he requested the member of, this, of the group find, his words, a dad with a young kid he will rent out to us. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Again, will this change anyone's vote? Will this, I mean, will this make anyone respect Charlie Kirk's Turning Point USA less who's already suckered by Charlie Kirk? You know, yeah, they just well, they keep on appointing them and appointing them, and he'll just be downgraded in Republican mythology to being a guy who got his coffee once. Republican values don't exist anymore, John. It's all about uh, cruelty, trolling, bullying, and winning elections. Nothing else matters below yeah, that. And we're seeing it right. illustrated right here. It's not, not going to hurt uh, Adam Hageman's reputation among the Republican Party, certainly not among Turning Points USA. It's not going to hurt, uh, you know, the, 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 the Herschel Walker is not going to be damaged among Republicans because of what he's done. What we're seeing here is... 
the religious thing doesn't matter to the Republicans. It just right. it's just a conveyance. It's just a prop. It's a tool to get from point A to point B and point B is winning elections. And so that's that's the final word on that. And and so what they're doing is they're getting away with it by screaming about trans people in bathrooms. Yes. 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 Exactly. Mis- no cases of that. Mr. Seska, thank you for classing up our show every week. It's always a pleasure. Uh, what is the best <laughs> way you, for John. our listeners to how do we keep up with you and all your doings? Uh, you can find my podcast at bobseskashow.com. That's my Patreon. Also, everywhere you get podcasts. You're the man. Thank you so much, Bob. Hope to see you in person one of these days. we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back with your calls. 866-997-GRIT. This is Progress. Let's say hi to Kendall in California. Kendall, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing quite well. How are you? I'm okay. Thank you very much. I was just curious. When Donald Trump asked the Saudi Arabians to cut oil production, um, correct me if I'm wrong here, but wasn't that when the oil price went negative after Fauci's lockdowns? Uh, well, the, it wasn't Fauci's lockdowns. Fauci didn't cause any lockdowns. Um, we had a global plague, and this happened around the world. Yeah, gas prices went down. Gas prices went down because supply and demand, right? People were not driving as much for a couple weeks, right? So prices went down. So Donald Trump, because he wanted to help the oil industry. Cutting oil production at that point would be a wise thing to do? Well, it's the reason why gas prices went up so high. And they're going to go up again. Ah, no, it isn't. Well, sure it is. Are you going to blame Joe Biden in two weeks no, when gas no, prices no, go up 40 no. cents? Are you, hey, you, seriously, you are you going to... The war in Ukraine had something to do with the oil prices going up? No, because oil prices have been going down no? for the last 40 straight weeks. Yes, they have. Oil prices peaked in June. They've been going ah, down since that, June, that, Kendall. That, did it have something to do with buying a, taking all the oil out of the uh, strategic reserve? I mean, there's, they've been trying a lot of things at the White House. But again, Kendall, the oil prices are high around the world, right? They're high around the world. So they're going down at different rates. And America's oil prices have been considerably lower than our fellow capitalist nations. Uh, supply and demand, isn't it? So if, if we dump a bunch of oil out of the strategic reserve, I can't pronounce it right today, but um, that, that affects the global market for oil, doesn't it? A little bit, yeah, but we have so many leases to drill that aren't being used. We have active leases, Uh, thousands of them approved that aren't even being there. They can't actually drill. Yes, they they can. But they can't actually do anything with it. Okay, well, whose fault is that? Listen, the problem is this is price gouging. That would be Biden's, right? (laughs) Are high gas prices in Australia Joe Biden's fault, Kendall? Are high gas prices in Africa and South America Joe Biden's fault? Just Joe, but not Donald Trump's, right? Had a lot to do with that, didn't it? The no, Kendall. The pandemic that claimed six million human lives had a lot to do with it, right? That's when the gas prices went high. On the pandemic? Yes, I am. You're smarter than that. Six million people died. We went into a global recession. There's price gouging all over the globe that they call inflation. There'd be less people to drive. There were fewer people, people driving. Energy, less people eating houses. Right, and then Donald what, Trump what got is... them to cut production by ten million barrels, and there was less gas. And then, Kendall, Kendall, then we got. Had to pay to haul the oil off. 
Kendall, then we got vaccines and more and more people began going back to work and life began getting back to normal more and more because so many responsible Americans cared about other American lives and they masked up and they social distanced and they got their damn shots and now it's coming back and the gas prices are still high because they cut production and so they've been going down every week, right? I did. Does Joe Biden get credit from you for gas prices going down every week since June? Because he dumped a whole bunch of oil out of the... So wait a second. Hold on. Hold on. When the gas prices go up, it's Joe Biden's fault. And when they go down, Joe Biden has nothing to do with it. Is that what you're saying to me? Ah, brother. Is that the message you're giving? Because that's what I'm hearing. You're blaming blaming Trump because during the... No, I'm blaming oil companies. Kendall. Negative. They actually had all the oil... Paid all the oil off. And then he asked the Saudis to cut production, and you're blaming the high oil prices on Trump for that? No, I'm blaming the high oil prices on corporate greed. The oil companies are not your friends. They don't care about you. They don't care about your family's health. They don't care about the air, the soil, or the water. They care about profit. The oil companies, Kendall, the price of a barrel of oil was the same in June as it was in 2020. But the price of a gallon of gas went way high. It was price gouging that's all it ever was that's all this is right now they are you trying know, to raise really do a lot to uh, cut oil prices if we actually built some new refineries in this country for a change but kendall here's my question for you when the price of oil goes up in a couple of weeks because of what opec did today are you gonna blame joe biden or are you gonna blame opec Biden's economy. Ah, you're a good little cult member. But Kendall, here's the problem. You're going to be so obedient to these guys and they don't give a damn about you. They laugh at you. Do you understand how many times you've contradicted yourself, my dear, beloved Kendall, in this phone call alone? So again, the gas prices go up and that's Joe Biden's fault. The gas prices come down. Joe Biden had nothing to do with that. And today, OPEC announced that they're going to cut production, which is going to make Kendall, sweetie. The price of oil, the price of gas is going to go up around the world. And Kendall, Kendall, they've groomed you, baby. They've groomed you so bad that OPEC can come right out and say, we're going to do it. And they groomed your sorry white ass into blaming Joe Biden because you are trainable, Kendall. Say babies, say flag, say Bible. And guys like you will line up behind these men who are rich, who don't care about you. They just tell you who to hate. And the part of you, Kendall, that likes to hate, and we both know that part exists you'll listen to them george w bush wasn't your friend was he dick cheney they lied to you didn't they they lied to you so hard but i'm sure you believe them because you're a good man at heart donald trump lied to you thirty thousand times in four years but you're a good man you wanted to believe it kendall i'm not gonna hate you but god damn they play you for a sucker my friend they play you for a sucker kendall my God, are you? I can't wait to vote for Trump again. I know you can't, Kendall, because the racism us, doesn't bother know. you, and the and the incompetence doesn't bother you, and grabbing women by the pussy doesn't bother you, and stealing classified secrets doesn't bother you, because you're in a cult, and that's why women don't bother with you. Eight six six nine nine seven forty seven forty eight. Let's talk about the man Kendall wants to see lose the popular vote for the third time in this country. Of course, we're talking about Darth Jabba, the former host of Celebrity Apprentice, who was accused by his first wife of rape. Here he is, speaking at America First Works. This is Donald Trump, who lied to Kendall 30,000 times, who told everyone Kendall loved that it was safe to go to church during a plague in April of 2020. Here's Donald Trump 
talking about what a victim, millionaire at birth, Donald Trump is. So how do we know this document hoax is indeed a hoax or a charade? Just look at how every other president has been treated when they left office. They never stole They've classified been given documents. All the time needed and complete deference when it came no, to their never documents and their papers. No other president has been harassed and persecuted like we have. He stole of you too. He Barack stole. Hussein Obama moved more than. He said, Hussein, over 33 million pages of papers classified and unclassified to a poorly built and totally unsafe former furniture store with no security whatsoever. Okay, and meanwhile, here's Kendall begging, please, Mr. Trump, may I kiss the tip? Just the tip, Mr. Trump, please. Please, Mr. Trump. I've been ever so good. I've hated all the people you told me to hate. Bruce in California. Welcome. Oh, how's it going? Hey, I have to follow that douchebag. Jesus. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, can you can you can you imagine Kendall and Trump? Oh I just God. it's just Kendall. You know, I'll say this. Nobody has the positions Kendall has unless they're in a lot of pain. OK, like happy men <laughs> don't operate like that. But I will say Kendall is going to make some lovely woman's life really fucking long. How are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing great. I just, I don't know if you, I'm on a little, I have one of those radios delay. I don't know if you mentioned today is the anniversary of the very first woman's march. The very in first? France, October 5th, uh, 1789. Oh, okay. Part of the French Tell Revolution. Me. I didn't know. Woman's march on Versailles. Um, it helped, uh, was a, a very important part of the French Revolution. I'm not that familiar with it. I just heard about it, but uh, well, happy anniversary, Viva France! Yes, but uh, speaking of Kendall, let's—I just want—it's that. Quote <laughs> oh yeah, I the, I'm sorry. I, this is yeah. It was this was? I'm, I'm now I'm looking at. I'm sorry, but I'm, you made me look up oh, the, okay. the women's march on Versailles. I'm so embarrassed. I have heard of this. Yeah. This was just spontaneously organized by women, and it was uh, originally over the the high price of bread and how hard it was to feed your family, and that's why the women yeah. did the marching. It, uh, they got the uh, King Louis the Sixteenth to move move his power to Paris, so he'd be with the people. That was another thing they asked for. Mm. Mm. There's a whole bunch, yeah. But yeah. Uh, I was just thinking of, uh, and I can't remember the. Uh, I've I brought it up before the English philosopher. I'm going to say it again. I think it's at, makes sense right now. He said, "Not all cons- not all conservatives are, are stupid." But most stupid people are conservatives. I believe that with every fiber of my body. I, <laughs> they're just they're just dumber. I'm sorry. Uh, <sighs> I, you know, I, I, I don't see I don't I, I don't see the benefit. Speaking, in, I don't think that's a. Uh, and they, and they, we're, they we're trying to help these people, them. right? But we're we're fighting for these people, though, right? No, no, yes, I fight for the dumb and the smart. Yes, yeah. But I but they can't help themselves. But yeah. what what really bothers me is when you have smart guys who. Harvard and Yale graduates like Cruz and Hawley yep. and DeSantis have to dumb themselves down for their base because it's yes. disgusting. I mean, yeah. John Kennedy, Senator John Kennedy oh, in Louisiana is a Rhodes Scholar. He studied Oxford, England, and then he realized I ain't going to get elected in the great state of Louisiana unless I come and talk like someone whose family tree doesn't folk. And that's how he's in Congress. Yeah, dumb it down. But George W. Bush did this as well. 
You know, when George Bush was elected for a second term, you can watch the tapes. That fake Texas accent that that New England blue blood used to use disappeared in the second term. Yes, yes, I remember that. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, <laughs> the whole party. It's just, I I mean, I, I really don't understand unless you're a millionaire or a billionaire why you would vote Republican. Because days. they also go after well-intentioned oh, I, suckers. I was raised, oh, yeah. I get it, I yeah. get it. You're fed this American propaganda and you're fed this right-wing authoritarian propaganda and this paternalistic bullshit. And, you you know, you grow up in this world and either you evolve past it or you don't. And I, I understand all these people who vote for Trump. There are families, there are Facebook friends, there, you know, there are coworkers. I, I know plenty of them and I know they've been suckered. And I know it takes a lot longer to deprogram someone from that bullshit than to program someone from that bullshit. Right. But, but I mean, you know what? And, and, Broadening and, and, your horizons, moving to a different part of the country, like, if you know, if you stay in the same place your whole life, what's ever going to challenge you? What's ever going to force you into a, a, a discomfort zone that makes you grow? It's very, very easy to stay in this hive mind, and it's very bad for democracy, and it's it's very bad for men. So, you know, we just got to keep on fighting it and just, you know, fighting for the positive and take it on issue by issue because young people are not going to fall for the bullshit our friend Kendall has fallen for. They're just not. Exactly. But the other problem is we have, uh, we have the uh, phony Christians and the white nationalists, the, you know, these people just, I mean, they want a civil war or they want, they're ready to, uh, I know I mean, they talk. It's scary. Yeah, and they're cowards, and they're not going to have a civil war. Yeah, exactly. Who they going to? My wife said, "Who they going to fight?" We're not going to engage. I mean, no, and and there's not going to be. They're not going to secede. States won't secede. What they're going to do? It's not going to be a civil war. They they want guerrilla war terrorism. That's what they want. And we saw with the Oath Keepers and their testimony, they were waiting for Donald Trump to give the order. They were waiting to be given permission. It's terrorism. That's all January sixth was. The legal definition, using violence or the threat of violence to enact policy change. That's the playbook. I got to run, Bruce, but I thank you for the call. You guys are smart tonight. You too, Kendall. We're at 866-997-4748. Keith Price joins us the next hour. We're still taking your calls all the way till midnight on the East Coast, 9 p.m. on the Pacific. This is Progress. Let me go to Richie in L.A. Richie, you're on with Keith. Richie! Hey, Chris. Hey, see you. Hey, John. Hey. I was wondering, you know, if Ron DeSantis really thought that those Venezuelans were illegal, he probably would have hired them. Um, mm. <laughs> but I was thinking his white boots, that might be his LGBT olive branch. Let's talk about the white boots, Keith. <laughs> not I, you not know, after Labor Day, goddammit. I, I swear to God. <laughs> But it's Florida. It's Florida. If he wore white care. shoes, a, if he was on a golf course in white loafers, we'd praise him. So come on now. <laughs> no, what? no white after Labor Day. No, I, just, no I can't. I, you I'm know sorry. what? It, to me, I can't bring myself to get crazy over the white boots because there's so much that he because because he's, so much, so he's much actually doing that's awful. And I make fashion faux pas every time I leave the house. So I, I can't judge on this. Well, the biggest <laughs> faux I'll do it. I need to. I need to be queer eyed, Keith. That's what I'm saying. Won't someone queer eye me? What? Can someone queer eye Ron DeSantis, please? Luchala's <laughs> too. You're a self loathing Republican homosexual here to queer eye the governor, please. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I Richard. mean, there's at least one or two no. of them that's working for him that let him walk out with those boots. So clearly, they they don't care yeah. either. They they're sick of him too. 
Yeah, Sorry, we'll have with those boots. Avatars, I think. Um, yeah, you're right. Disney planted someone to make him look like Minnie. I, oh, they, but, they, they Trump makeup artist him on the shoes department. I know. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I mean, how many of his supporters probably wish they'd been flown to Martha's Vineyard before the hurricane? Mm. Well, yes. Well, anyway, I was just thinking they could. What Joe Biden should do is hire Herschel Walker for Department of Health and Human Services just to write get well cards to every woman who's ever had an abortion because he'll probably write someone to some woman who had an abortion for him that he forgot about. That's probably true. Yes. Or someone that has born his children that he forgot to tell his staff about, too. There's this is the serious topics we get to on this show. And I thank you for being part of it, Richie. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Walker is just is he's just the sloppiest Oh, he's so sloppy. Messy. It's like, I, can I be know, honest? Is... I love Reverend Warnock. I'm so ready as a fan of comedy to have Herschel Walker be the face of the GOP. <laughs> I, I mean, Matt Matt Gates has been the face and large forehead of this party. I'm I'm ready for Herschel to be the hood ornament on the Nazi clown car for a while. Oh Chris, my you want God. to weigh in between him and was it is it Tim Scott? That's the one from South Carolina. Yeah, Jeez Tim Scott. Louise, like what yeah. didn't? Oh, and don't get I can't it. imagine it. I just can't imagine. I refuse. I just refuse to believe that the people of Georgia are going to let whatever racist things that they may be still holding on to. Are they going to just let the state just crumble? Like it all that? comes down to turnout. It's all coming down to turnout. I mean, you know, you know, you will Republicans turn up? Will, will will white Republicans turn out to vote for Herschel Walker, Keith? How do we follow you and keep up with all you're doing, sir? Oh, well, you can follow me on the Twitter at Comedy Daddy and, of course, KeithPriceComet.com. And you can make plans to see me on the 28th at part of the big indictment excitement that's coming. Indictment excitement. It's going to be fun with Ronda Hanson. Off-Broadway uh, next Tuesday, yes. Yay! So it's yeah. another another chance to be off-Broadway with, with you and everybody else. I'm excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. Sela in Texas, I can give you 10 seconds to make your point. Okay. Hey, John Keats. Hey, baby. A long time ago, circa 1973, Dana Loesch brought this back to me today. My awesome Southern mom was on a long road trip to a family funeral. Really quick. A certain uncle. Uh huh. A certain uncle who loved to call women broad. Okay. And just whacked on about women's lips. Five seconds. My. My mother grabbed up the family revolver from under the seat and pointed it at him and said, shut the fuck up. And they made it to the funeral, and he got another ride home. Oh, from your mother's lips to the ears of women in Afghanistan. Thank you so much, Sila <laughs> Keith. Thank you. Thank you, Bob Seska, Thea Harper. And thank you, Chris Hauseld. I'm with uh, our friend Leanne Lord at the Hopewell Theater in Jersey this Saturday. And we'll be back tomorrow. Peace. Peace.